hello, 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 beautiful people. So beautiful. Hello. Hello. <laughs> good day, good night, good morning, wherever you are listening. <laughs> good afternoon. Oh, yeah. Good afternoon. Good midday lunch. Good time. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hello, and welcome back to this next recording of Sandstorm Shamans. Oh, yeah. Favorite shamanic podcast. Oh, I love this podcast so much. <laughs> so happy that we are. <laughs> we are happy you are here. Yes, we are quite pleased. Are you guys ready to laugh? Yes. I think we might be laughing. Or mm. already laughed. But I think you might be laughing. Yeah. With us. Maybe at us, but definitely. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of both. It's all right. Whatever works. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So here we are, post- Full moon, five five portal, crazy eclipse <laughs> in Scorpio. Scorpio, Ooh, and a rare type of eclipse at that. I can't remember exactly what kind of eclipse it was, but it was also a rare type of eclipse. It was. It was. Um. Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, hybrid eclipse. Hybrid. Whatever it was, it was intense as fuck. And is deep. <laughs> deep. Yes, it was deep. Yes, 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 yes. Oh boy. I was trying to look it up, but I, I can't really find it right now. So Okay. Well now I have it's to okay. um, <laughs> this is what ADHD brain does. Yeah. So Hang in Let's there. It. <laughs> Looking it up, uh, who are listening, don't look it up if you're driving, please. please. <laughs> oh boy. There, we're almost there. I've just literally, okay. Oh, oh, it's brought me to like cars. No. Cars. <laughs> solar eclipse. Okay. A hybrid solar eclipse. That was, did not happen. Wait a minute. No, no, that was in April. Okay, we did have a hybrid eclipse in April, but the May eclipse was um, a prenumeral lunar eclipse. And what does that mean? Well, it's when the moon passes deep into the outer part of the Earth's shadow, known as the the overall magnitude of this eclipse is 0.046, which means the moon just misses the darker inner part of the Earth's shadow, which is called the umbra. Mm -hmm. By this, this is the deepest prenumeral eclipse since September or until September 2042. So we will not see an eclipse like this until September 2042. There you go. Which, until there you go. Perhaps we went. 
So the moon, the moon, the moon, the moon. I don't know if you all felt the need to howl, but I did. And I feel like howl now, right? Mm-hmm. I think we should howl. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do a howl, a moon howl. Doesn't that feel better? Yes. <laughs> it felt so good. Okay. Now we can really start. Now, now we begin. Now we begin. Mm. Uh, but I think it should be, I feel like this moon, this eclipse, I don't know, I'm having this download come in that is really about how to connect with animals to transition a lot of people are going to be experiencing different transitions in different timelines. Mm. Um, and I'm really feeling powerfully that a lot of animals have come back that have been considered extinct. Um, and of course, the white animals, the white buffalo, there was a white whale, like just a lot of the white owl. Um, mm. A lot of those animals are really holding space for learning how to transition into these timelines. And we were just talking about cats. I think cats are very adept at jumping into different timelines. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> all across the dimensions. All the dimensions. <laughs> cats will be. Um, but I feel like wolf energy or wolf sound helps to change the vibration of kind of some of the fear that comes up with shifting into the you know it helps to alleviate that so i would encourage anyone who's experiencing some fear right now to just howl yeah deeply and as loudly as you can or permitted to let it out (laughs) yes let it out now i got that beastie boy song slow and like slow and roll that is the tempo <laughs> so anyway uh, okay now i gotta find that song we might we, oh i might play it for you and so we can all listen to it collectively um just that point anyway uh so yes here we are yes 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 i know there were a lot of um death and rebirth themes for people as well. I believe it was a, a really big collective theme that was going on, the death and the rebirth. Um, like for myself, for example, one day I found a Luna moth um, in my yard and it had it was already dead. And then literally the very next day in the same spot, there was another Luna moth, but it was alive. <laughs> oh, wow, that's powerful. Yes. <laughs> Um, and you know, one of my other friends saw a theme like that and I, I kept getting, um, like the, the imagery of being in a cocoon also Mm. came up a lot. Um, I was seeing it for a lot of different people also. So there was absolutely like a huge shift that took place with this. Yeah. I want to say it's interesting. I was walking. My dog Maverick and I, there's a, a, an abandoned lot that we walk past. And in the middle of the lot, 
is this black and white cat just sitting there, never seen it before. It was not afraid. It didn't, it, it was, I mean, it wasn't, I, I want to say it wasn't really of this world. And it, you know, but it really was like this idea of like an omen, but also this balance of light and dark, like this mm. idea of, you know, death and rebirth, like, like white and black, like this, this energy of um, this idea of not holding on too tightly to um, what the perception of the the death process or the birth process is, mm -hmm. um, and more about what is going on in between mm. and and leaning into that which is really interesting that that just came to me but that i didn't even realize that was the message until really right now oh yeah kind uh, of like in that chrysalis phase yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that was that was really powerful because i think for me what really came from this last eclipse and just the full moon and everything is this sense of um i just got this feeling of like goodbye like saying goodbye to your former self yeah and really paying homage to that that caterpillar like that caterpillar the butterfly doesn't become the butterfly without the caterpillar yeah exactly yeah yeah you have to honor um <clears throat> honor old versions of yourself like in a really really loving compassionate way you know i think we get really hung up on <clears throat> excuse me on judging ourselves on really kind of like beating ourselves up over things um and really, it's just so important to give yourself grace, so much grace, <laughs> just overflowing with grace. Because um, really, we're all just like, we're all just trying our best. Um, it's really kind of a wild time to be a human. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's a really wild time to be a human. <laughs> and yeah. there's... There's so much, um, so much programming that we have to work through. Um, and, you know, I think honestly, part of me like really fought this, but I, I really have come to feel that there are definitely forces around us that like, purposely like hook into us and pull us back into old old patterns and stuff um and like collectively as well um you know keeping people trapped in like that fear mindset and stuff um so yeah it's just so important to be compassionate with yourself and to really like lovingly sit with old versions of yourself as you would like if you were like nurturing a kid i almost feel like you have to just have that really deep um like space holding for them 
Oh, I mean, without a doubt, I think also about and this is interesting too that it came up for me and you know i think this kind of stems from a conversation or chat you and i had about kali and how this idea of protection and i think it's about also about being protective of ourselves on our journey and and you know i love this that the fact that you said honoring because i think that when we when we look at it, it like you know what would be considered i guess in some regards like the shadow work it's like the shadow is just as important like the again the caterpillar doesn't become that the butterfly is not the butterfly without the caterpillar like right, they exactly can't separate the two yeah. and i think when we and it's funny because i i struggled with that in the last couple of days about like some other conditioning that i would hear in my head and it really is like questioning myself, like, is this, is this instinctual information that's coming to me? Is this a download or is this something that I, that, that has been given to me out of someone else's fear? Because that is the other thing, because I do believe that there are forces. I have no doubt there are forces um, around us that are very invested in maintaining a fear-based vibration. Um, because it perpetuates the element of chaos, which I mean, chaos has its own place and it certainly does serve a purpose, but it, it, um, it's funny because what came, um, like just came up for me was this idea of like controlled chaos through create creativity. So instead of this destructiveness, it's really about transferring that energy into more of, more of a creative force. Um, and the creative process, all things are necessary. You know, I mean, nothing is, nothing with, is without its purpose. Mm. You know, no, no, no creation in terms of, when I think of the creative process in terms of an evolution of thought, every thought that precedes that thought is necessary mm -hmm. uh, so you know i love that you talk about like compassion and grace because i think that it's, it's, you can't look at something especially our own evolution internally emotionally spiritually physically mentally um in this kind of vacuum yeah you know taking in all of the life experiences that your former self without the information that you have now had to work with like and then take it back another 10 years and take it back another 10 years and you know it's like really thinking about how how that process has happened and i um i mean i really think that 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 type of self-love is powerful enough to negate the negative outside. Oh yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. I think it, it's um, like that level of self-love is a very powerful um, form of sovereignty, really. Because mm -hmm. you're really, you're just saying no, <laughs> fuck everything else. <laughs> 
No, no, I'm not going to think this about myself. No, I'm not going to, um, you know, punish myself for this and, and all that type of stuff. Um, yeah, it, um, it's, it's definitely, it's crazy to think back on old versions of yourself and, and seeing choices that you made once. <laughs> you really, you really have to have a lot of compassion for yourself. And I, I, um, remembered the, what came to me, um, uh, when we were like, you know, just now talking about this, but, um, <clears throat> What has been helping me currently um, is I don't think that this is like a very good permanent solution because your human is a part of yourself, but it's been helping me to kind of um, like zoom out a little bit and currently the the term like separation keeps coming up kind of like separating myself a little bit from my human aspect and like zooming out and observing my human if that makes sense um i don't think that it's uh you know like i said like long term i don't think that that's like super good because you know then you like fully might separate yourself from your human aspect um but that's what's been helping me currently um, to like really kind of step back and just observe myself, observe all the crazy thoughts that happen, <laughs> observe yep. like what my human body is doing. <laughs> and really from that perspective, it has helped me have a lot more compassion and love for myself. Um, yeah. Yeah, you said that because what came up for me when as we were talking in a little bit earlier was this, uh, i think it was in one of my meditations or download i don't even remember but at some point this idea of really like connecting with the higher self and seeing from the perspective of yeah. the higher self yes. yes 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 to recognize that and then also but also getting grounded in this um earthly Space and and also the grace to be like yes and fuck that noise like fuck it fuck it fuck it all fuck it all because it kind of gives like this freedom mm. to reset which is really what you know that eclipse is like it's a reset it's the reset button um in a lot of ways, because it's really hard to process. Like when you have the knowledge, like, oh, okay, I know this, but it hasn't fully integrated itself into your consciousness yet. And so it's almost like beating yourself up for not knowing. It's like reading the first chapter of a book and then being angry or upset with yourself that you're not acting like you've read the whole book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so I think part of it, too, because, um, you know, the, those of us who are very much, I think we're all at varying degrees, but, you know, especially those who are like so in, in, in completely invested in this ascension process, mm -hmm. um, I think it can be hard 
to navigate like what a reset really is. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like it takes a while for the computer to reboot. Yeah, absolutely. You have that. You have to have that integration process. Yeah. Um, and I think too, a lot of the times with the spiritual journey, um, people can really get caught up in like, I'm gonna be in seventy. <laughs> It's like, okay, here, let me, let me break it to you. Okay. Uh, you're still in a human body. Like this is still part of the journey. Um, and I, I really feel that someone can be deeply, deeply spiritual and do like really human shit too. You know, like that's the whole part of like the whole point of the human experience is experiencing being a human. What? What? <laughs> that was redundant. <laughs> but, but really though, it I really do I think a lot of people you know, I have I have compassion for it because I definitely I feel like I had aspects of this when I was a kid where I was like really daydreaming a lot and just kind of like having a hard time with being here. I mean, it's dense here. Um, and for a lot of the souls here that are on the spiritual journey, you know, we, um, know intuitively what it can be like. And so I think it's really hard to deal with all the, you know, the, the dense, of the 3d world so i can understand how uh, people in the spiritual community try to like you know evacuate to 12d all the time and (laughs) stuff but but you gotta you've got you've got your human here you know your your human is this um i mean I, i it's a gift you have a quantum machine that you're responsible for so you gotta well and i think you know, I mean, I love that you talk about that because I do think, and I know about the daydreaming, which, <laughs> which is like really about, I think, I think you said it perfectly was like integration because, you know, the other thought that was coming to mind was like, we're also here to have fun. Like, yes, there's a lot of density. Yes, there is a lot, there's a lot happening. It's not having fun or having joy does not deny the other realities but it it is a vital experience um for our well-being and that's that and you know when you so when you talk about sovereignty i also think about that idea of um this human experience also allows us to explore a lot of different aspects of ourselves, you know, whether it be through sacred sexuality or sexuality, whether it be through fun and books and reading and creativity, art and playfulness and going to the beach or, you know, I mean, there's so many different aspects of this this part of ourselves that we, those of us who are privileged enough to have access to um, other elements, and I recognize not everybody has 
the privilege and the ability to have access to these things. But I think that that's, that's why we're doing this work because we want and believe that everybody should, and not everybody even should, everybody has the human right to access to all of these other aspects of our humanity. And so it's kind of like we have this ability to have joy. So it is important that we have it. <laughs> I'm laughing because <laughs> literally, as you said that, I was writing joy is your birthright. <laughs> It is. It is. 100%. You know, we came here to play, ultimately, yeah. to play and to play with energy and see all the incredible things that we can do. Um, and it's really, it's limitless. And I, I think one of the really important things about this ascension process is to have people um breaking those barriers down for the rest of us like for the rest of the people you know because it, it's a domino effect um it really is a domino effect like one of the one thing that i i'd love to think about <laughs> i would love to see this in person but um in the uh my teacher for the andean um paco class that i was in um, she talked about this woman that she met that was, um, I believe, um, doing Chinese medicine. Um, but one of the things that was really amazing what this woman did is people would come to see her and she would rub her fingers together. Are we all doing that right now? Like if we're all <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> she would rub her fingers together and it would literally like she would manifest a ball of herbs for mm -hmm. the the person to take like as their medicine. And it's like, what the fuck? Like we have been <laughs> shortchanging ourselves severely. <laughs> oh and, God. you know, obviously that takes like a lot of work. You're going to have to really work on like your discipline of um, right. like energetics for for that level of mastery but still like we're capable of that 100 percent. and <laughs> i knew that you say that because i um you know when i went to the 18 souls retreat in february um you know i was surrounded by so many different souls that were in remembrance of those gifts in you know, in various different ways. And I mean, it was so freeing to be in that atmosphere because I think the other thing is that when we allow and are with each other in that respect, it helps to facilitate that ability to tap into the, the magic, yeah. the, you know, the creation of energy, the shifting of it, the the bringing it into matter, you know, what, what is already there into existence in the physical world. I mean, that is, 
what's interesting is it's in so many different movies and in books. So it wouldn't be so prevalent if it wasn't possible. It is, but I think, you know, part of the idea is this idea of separation. And so fun and connect and dance and community and being within that reminds us too, because I think we need reminders that we have this these gifts that we don't often express or they're very they're they're held very close just because we can't necessarily go out into the world and say, oh, are you having a bad day? Let me give you some energy healing here. <laughs> it's just not, it's not as, um, it's not as widely accepted, which is understandable. And of course, there's lots of different things like boundaries and so forth. But ultimately, that's play. That's fun. Tapping into the earth's energy and manifesting and creating with it and pulling from the solar system and yeah. being Jupiter, you're the bomb.com man, and I just want to rock with your energy and let's do some shit. Yeah. Like that, that is like so powerful. And and these ideas, so this this idea of death and rebirth is like the death of these ideas that we are not impacted. I mean, just getting to Earth, we have to pass through the entire solar system in our Merkaba. So we know these planets intimately on an energetic level, and they want to interface with us. So the idea, it, it goes beyond the, uh, just astrology and astronomy. It is the very essence of who we are that wants to communicate and connect with us too. Like that energy wants our participation as much as we need to participate with it. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. I just, when you were talking about going through the, the solar system, I just like tapped in and saw that imagery and it was so beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. And yeah, the whole, um, that's something that I've like the, the separation illusion is something that I have been trying personally really hard to actively work on to break down that illusion. Um, you know, to really, really remember and embody the fact that, like, we are source. We're source. <laughs> we are source. And source is a creator. Mm-hmm. You know, everything comes from the cosmic womb. Um, and an extension, you know, being an extension of that, like by default, we're creators, like you can do whatever the fuck you want. Oh, well, you know, like don't be murdering people. But... Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Darth Vader, your energy, but you can't, and it's you, can, not... you can manifest a ball of herbs with your fingertips. <laughs> And you can work with the darker energies. I'm not saying that, you know, I know there are people that are able to do that, you know, to, to, to shift. So it's, it's, but it's, as long as it doesn't cause harm and it's, and the, and the energy that you're working with serves love. Yeah. 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 And, you know, obviously we know that every, every soul has its own path and purpose and karma and lessons that it needs to go through. Like, so 
who knows what <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that there is not going to be somebody that's working with dark energies and, and, and you know it's for nefarious purposes but ultimately the goal is to be able to ascend mm-hmm. act and to create in a way that brings about positive experiences experiences for everyone that the, that that is that is ultimately the goal because that's ultimately where the the ascension process is but i think you know those of us with different lifetimes and different experiences are coming to this enormous proverbial table with um with a lot and so some of us are healing some of us that have practiced darker magic are healing in this lifetime those of us you know who have had experiences are letting go or healing those aspects of ourselves or those past lives or in different dimensional areas um energies that seemed attractive at the time but ultimately don't serve us to the degree that really allows for us to experience the kind of freedom mm. is ultimately what we all inherently want yeah 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 i'm letting that soak in i really liked that (laughs) i'm gonna have to listen to what i just said because (laughs) (laughs) listen to the recording (laughs) it's just it's really beautiful yeah i think um i think what What a lot of souls on the ascension journey, specifically like during this time period on Earth, um, we're really having to, to, you know, like you said, like release those those old notions and limitations and everything, um, to really be able to. Like the the image of a phoenix keeps coming up. Um, okay, that's gonna be so funny because one of the cards I pulled up was transformation, which is a phoenix, <laughs> and that was from the animal apothecary. Oh, I can never say that word. Apothecary. Now that I can, apothecary. Apothecary, not apothecary. Whatever. <laughs> yes, I got you, girl. I got you. <laughs> talking about. Um, yeah, right. That is, it is the Phoenix. It is that um, transmuting the energy from from what we think. Like our limitations. Keeps yeah, going. exactly. From all these, all these shackles and limitations that we put on ourselves, like all the veils the the blindfolds um the earplugs <laughs> everything everything that that we've um gone through we were were those of us on the ascension journey are really working hard to to blast through all of that and to release it and to unhook it and just let all that weight go like we we i don't know you can call me delusional, but I really think that we have limitless potential here. 
I don't think it's delusional at all. I mean, I think locked within our DNA. I mean, if you look at the, and I was thinking about sacred geometry, mm. five elements and sacred geometry, and you really look at the power of creation from everything that is assimilated through the human body. And I don't, I'm not even talking about like matrix and I'm, I'm talking about like the creative yeah. process that is inherent when you think of a snowflake and that no snowflake of all the snowflakes in the entire world are alike. Right. It is, that is, um, that is this power of creativity that we're talking about that is within our DNA. It's locked away in different aspects, um, but it is accessible. Mm -hmm. I do also believe that it is limitless in terms of our possibilities and our own subconscious mind, which stores all of these stories about our limitations and you know, everything that we've been taught and, you know, if there's trauma and then there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of, blocks it's like the like the image that came up to me is like that movie maze runner where it's like there's like there's just these blocks that are there but they're they're blocks that they're not illusions they're they're very real in the mind of um because we're so malleable but but they the, i think the eclipse and the, the death and the rebirth process is like an acknowledgement that that you can transform those and change those thoughts into something that is a um it can be with like the image that i get is like that subconscious thought that is that is a block that's ultimately was there in the in the mind to protect you the the inner child's like you know connection to that like that letting go ultimately just moves in through the chakras and helps to absorb like the chakras absorb that old energy and the healing so it actually it actually charges the chakras when we are able to transmute old limiting beliefs it doesn't go it doesn't just go into the ethers it actually does it does help us to strengthen our own energetic and etheric bodies yeah yeah absolutely that um that definitely makes me think of the um illumination process that um alberto violdo talks about um and teaches where um essentially like cleans out the chakras um, of, you know, whatever is, is stuck in there and causing the, the blockages and that it helps like, it's like clearing out the sludge. Mm -hmm. So when all the sludge comes out is when it, you know, the chakra is really able to like come to its full energetic potential. So absolutely. That makes so much sense. What yeah. you're saying. 
you just said that, but it's like, because that was the vision I got was like this, but you're right. Like that release that, that also does release all of that other stuff. It's like this, once the smoke clears away, it's, um, shiny chakra. <laughs> A beautiful, bright chakra. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And there can be so much in there. So many things. There's, um, there's something coming up that apparently wants to be shared here, like speaking of, of chakras. Um, so I um, did a, um, I don't know, I guess you could call it like a meditation or like a, a chakra cleanse specifically for my solar plexus on myself. Um, I think back in December, maybe January or so, um, where I um, got the intuitive hit that there were energetic parasites mm -hmm. in my solar plexus. And so um, I went in and, um, you know, just saw them as like kind of like these like smoke, black smoke type of entities i guess and i just um i cleared it you know this was like several months ago so i'm trying to remember exactly what happened but um i believe believe that kuan yin came to help me if i'm not mistaken um but you know i i cleared those parasites out but what was interesting is like you know, we think of parasites and we're like, oh, yuck, like, get out of here, whatever. But, like, even they served a purpose up to a certain point for me. You know, they were there um, for, you know, lessons or, or whatever other reasons that I needed. And so it was just like, you know what, thanks. Thanks for your help. <laughs> but we're done now. The contract's over. So you, you got to go. <laughs> Oh, it's time to move along. <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta go. And then interestingly enough, I actually did a, a an actual physical um, parasite cleanse. Um, I started in March and I did a, a heavy metal detox and a, a yeast um, protocol like along with that. Um, and what was really interesting is a couple weeks into that, I broke out in rashes like all over my body so there was like a lot of releasing that was going on when I did that so it was really interesting um, yeah I can't maybe store like heavy metal oh okay <laughs> yeah I had to go there <laughs> oh, well I went there but I went there yes I did uh, it's like it's the Metallica cleanse uh, uh, I think they would appreciate that I think <laughs> I was um, maybe if you listen to Metallica while you're cleansing your heavy metals, 
balance there. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about the thought even, because the, the, the visual that I had was like the, these old ideas, like it, it, or these things that we're clearing from our subconsciousness or from our, our energy bodies. Um, there is, I mean, there is purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just got the, the note, like it all has a consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's really interesting. It, it's, it's really profound because if you, if you think about, I mean, this kind of goes back to the snowflake analogy, but it, if you think about that, it's really about how to work in conjunction with, because I think that was the other sense that I got. It wasn't like, you know, lighter and dark are not separate. They're not, they're of the same. Yes. It's it's really working within those energies in it because it's almost like when when I'm triggered or something from my subconscious mind comes up and is like oh that's scary no don't do that oh you know that no don't 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 take that kind of risk oh is your life stream no don't risk that why don't you go with something comfortable oh look at a cozy nine to five job doesn't that look attractive you know I mean like. I mean, it's, it seems like not a big deal, but it, it, it is part of that more, and I don't want to say like, it's a, it's a, it is a darker, denser energy than, yeah, go with it. Maybe think about it, like, go, go, go with your, go with your dream, follow your gut, follow your institute in intuition, institution, follow, <laughs> follow your own institution, create your own sovereign institution. The yeah. inst um <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> i love you but you know it just but the, then again those things serve the purpose at the time and they're they're there they're like these protections there there are these Cautions, there's this, and this is, I guess what I was going to say is like, that might work when we're working outside of the bounds of authenticity. So there is much more risk if I decided I was going to go be, and not to say that all, our thing, all things aren't possible, but it's really not, I, I love astrophysics. I think they're badass people. It is not my life's purpose. So if I was going to go try to pursue astrophysics right now, there probably would be a lot of barriers and I would probably need to lean into some of those safety thoughts. But I think when those, when, when those urgings come from a more authentic place of like, what is connecting with my, yeah, things, um, the, my spirit or my soul or my, what feels connectively right like that doesn't mean that i can't read about astrophysics that mean, doesn't mean that i can't study it and um and read authors and and still have that as a part of my life but the that inherently i know in my gut is not is that's not my path that's not my life's journey is to explore that you know with every fiber of my being um and so when we are operating from an, uh, an authentic place, we're more connected with our intuition. And so those protective barriers or those things 
whether they be like energetic parasites is like, oh, or the mind where it's like, ah, then we can be like, okay, I get it. Thanks. But I got this. Um, Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, this can be a tough pill to swallow, but you know, we more or less, like we call those things in, um, you know, it's not conscious most of the time cause we don't want stuff like that, but you know, we have, we, um, yeah, we can, we can call that stuff in. We may have like contracts with it or whatnot, you know, like energetically speaking. Um, and so, I think that awareness around it is super important. And again, like we, we were talking about, like with the, the having compassion for the, the old aspects of ourself, like, mm-hmm. you know, coming from a place of understanding that everything has its purpose. It's just so funny because then the thought came to me is like, can we have compassion for other people's? and where they're at and recognize in that you know because i've always had a hard time with we are all one i'm like fuck that i'm not one (laughs) but however i mean ultimately i get it like i get it but i and you know it could be my ego that rejects the idea that i am one with you know all i mean fundamentally i know like out of this earth plane and out of this ego, I am like kumbaya, right? But in this earth plane, in this in this body, there's still the ego, and the ego is always going to be, the ego is always going to present itself in a way, yeah. And I think this kind of goes back to like why certain energies might seem more attractive is is that they're attractive to the ego versus attractive to the soul, and so this idea of compassion and 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 i really love what you said earlier about separation um which you can i can also get lost in separation and be like oh well i understand why this person's going like i've done that too which really actually not been extremely ultimately healthy without holding people accountable for their behavior so true um which is which is so it was new for me to like in the boundary process of recognizing, no, I can hold this person accountable for their energy, but I can also see that this is the, this is the timeline that they're operating from. Right. And for them to act any differently than they're acting right now is an impossibility because they are acting as they are right now. Just like I have acted as I have acted when I have acted like would any of like, maybe in a different parallel universe, but at that moment, it all with everything that I had that I was working with at that moment, I was going to make that decision. Um, so I think it, it helps to expand a little bit in the, the idea of compassion, but the recognition that that compassion can also hold accountability. Mm. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yep, 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 um, yeah. I, I actually, I thought of a um, personal experience of my own. It was actually what triggered my spiritual awakening was my um, 
total breakdown of my first marriage. Um, my ex-husband came from a, we'll just say a less than ideal childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, was definitely playing out, um, wounding and, and patterns, uh, you know, from that. And so I, I suppose you could say I went along with it for as long as I could. Um, and you know, basically like what was, what was going on in our relationship and in the marriage was, um, ultimately like he had withdrawn intimacy from me and I was like, well, you know, he's depressed. Um, I'm just gonna, you know, be there and support him. my own needs for his yeah yeah i'll just i'll yeah sacrifice it all for him because i love him (laughs) oh my gosh and you know finally um i i really truly deeply feel that my guides fully intervened um because it just got to a point where they're like okay enough of this shit (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm just i know that my higher self was involved in this too they're like all right enough of this time to go start the spiritual awakening so you know what what happened um and i i what caused everything was i i learned that he was cheating on me actively and had been cheating on me with like multiple side chicks for most of the relationship and when i look back at it um he was totally like emotionally abusing me yeah And so, you know, speaking of like holding accountability and stuff, I definitely, I have to have a lot of compassion for that old version of myself because she was not in her power right? and she did not hold him accountable Yeah, yeah, (laughs) at all for his, his behaviors. And like you said, you know, you have, um, you know, what he went through was rough. Um, and on top of that, he was also in the Marines um as a recon sniper so you know he yeah. like he had its finest right there <laughs> there's a there's just an energy that is perpetrated in that environment yeah 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 exactly so accountability was huge you know i had to hold myself accountable too mm-hmm. that was like a big big foundation for my awakening like whoa how was i perpetuating this <laughs> People pleasing, codependency, low self worth, no confidence. Oh my god! <laughs> so many things, you know. So absolutely, compassion and accountability, and really boundaries too. You're like, you know what? If you can't hold yourself accountable, then I really can't. This is like gonna work. <laughs> I think that's you know, it's really kind of it. I mean, you know, the one thought I had, kind of going back to this idea of like this sense of like this, this, this idea, which is also old of like masculinity and what that is and, you know, strength and, um, and how 
either revert more to our more feminine energies or the more masculine energies, and then they get all kind of goofy in terms of um, the environment because it requires us to be in a specific energy in order to operate through it you know i just think of like work dynamics that i've had where it's just been so i've had to be in my masculine mm-hmm. you know the feminine is in danger you know and so i think for true for men who are suffering and wounded there's no room for their feminine energy oh god no, no. you know that mashed and stuffed away and 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 so there's this this gaping wound that plays out in this emotional abuse um, and then this, the, in, in deceit, you know? And so, I mean, that's a, that's a painful thing to go through. That's, that's a really painful, you know, betrayal, I think is for me, it's up there. Like, oh, I, yeah, my, I went to a really dark, yeah, place. that yeah. was hardcore, hardcore. My first dark night of the soul and dark it was. <laughs> dark it was it was intense because it you know it's like you said it's like it was earth shattering yeah it really you know intuitively i knew that things weren't right but to see it like that i was like wow yeah wow you think about yourself and you know and so like the and to be in an environment instead of supporting who you are and what you are, it makes you question who you yeah. are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I always, I was made to feel that I was like too sensitive all the time. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's, I mean, you know, we could go into all the negatives. Oh, this a spider. Oh, no, it's yeah. not a spider. I don't know what that is. Anyway, oh. never mind. <laughs> No, all is good in the hood. See, this is my ADHD. So, oh I'm, yeah, oh yeah, his squirrel. Oh no, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. But um, I was also going to say, like this idea of accountability for ourselves is like, like ultimately, it's up for me. And it's funny because I was just talking to you about like this this journey that I've been on. I don't know my my. I, I was thinking about what was going on with my body. And so when my brother died, I lost, I don't know, maybe 30 pounds. I mean, I was way underweight. I was eating. So, you know, people were like, oh, you should eat. I'm like, you know, I I just, people, I just don't have any recognition what grief has. But anyway, the grief was so profound and the trauma from that was so deep that I, my metabolism went haywire and I just lost so much weight and my metabolism was stayed really sped up. I mean, I was, I was definitely underweight. I was, I was, I would think I was going to look for a picture of myself at that time to see like where, how thin I got. And it wasn't, I wasn't trying, I was eating, I was eating like Reese's, like, like whole packs of Reese's peanut butter cups. And I would think, day and I would be less I would weigh less wow yeah it was really I mean my body was it, it was so traumatic for me and and then like about 
four or five years, like over time, my metabolism started to slow um, down. And I think last year it kind of hit this place where it had been so out of whack that then it went to the other side. And um, so I was really, I was really struggling with that because we all have our, I mean, there's the ideal, but then there's just the place where we feel comfortable in our own skin, no matter what, what weight you are. Like there's that, there's that point that, that place that you just feel like, okay, this is, this is, this is me in my body. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about like, what, energetically um i did and obviously i didn't realize that 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 i think that that had a lot to do with what had happened in terms of just kind of like slowing i mean there's all you know you could talk about genetics and all these other things but ultimately the emotional impact of that was so hard it was like an asteroid crashing into my yeah body and then okay the asteroid is like starting to you know fade away but then there's still that and so um you know the choice but i had a choice to make i mean i couldn't change the impact of that that traumatic experience for me but i I did have a choice to make about how i was going to then work with that and i think that you know that's what i hear you talking about it's like these things that happen, they happen, what, you know, I'm not going to go into like the middle physical aspects. I'm just talking about the reality of being 3D and having trauma happen yeah. in our relationships with people we care about and we love and we're impacted and we're deeply impacted. It's painful and it's, it, it brings up grief and all sorts of things that are very deep. And so we're left with this um, result. Mm-hmm. of trauma and i think that is a powerful thing is like the decision that i made was like okay i'm gonna like i'm gonna go back and i'm going to like use this energy and i'm gonna like get into it's not even about like physical it's about like strength and strong and powerful and connected to myself um instead of all the negative spaces that are prevent are are there. So, you know, I, I'm, I, I don't know, for some reason that just popped in my mind about, we often forget that what is the end result of something started with something that was traumatic. And so we might just be in that, that place where it's like, now is the, this, the time, like I wasn't responsible for that, that, but I, I, I do, I can take responsibility for where I'm at right now. And, and what and what decisions I want to make to move yeah, so that I can change my present circumstances. Yeah. And I think that is motherfucking magic. Yeah. So you all out there have done that. You are magic and you are practicing it. You just rub your fingers together because let me tell you, beautiful motherfuckers, you are amazing and you are magic. Yes. yes. Powerful, powerful alchemists. Yes. So anyway, I mean, I say that with all kinds of love and sweetness, and I hope that only people who really are okay with profanity listen to this podcast. <laughs> It'll be all right. It'll be all right. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I think that it's, um, I think it's a really, really big sign of emotional maturity to be able to, to do that type mm -hmm. of work. Um, you know, for example, like with my situation, I could very easily still be very bitter about yeah. what he did. Um, but thankfully my, um, my downloads and, you know, my channels were really open during that awakening time. And it was like crystal, crystal clear to me that it was like divinely aligned. It was supposed to happen. All of this was supposed to happen. I needed to learn all these lessons and I needed to see my part in it. You right. Know? You know, right. I had a part in it <laughs> as, as hard as, as that is to admit, you know, um, with like the stuff that I was talking about before, you know, with, with the people pleasing and the self-sacrificing and the, you know, all that stuff. Um, I think it's really important for people to, to own that, um, when it comes to the healing work, like, yes, um, you know, maybe for example, your, your parents are, were terrible to you, or, you know, this person did this to you and da da da, you know, like, yeah, you know, they, maybe they were, maybe they did really horrible things. Um, but it's on you to do the healing work around that. Um, and to stop being in the victim mode around stuff. Um, cause you know, it's really easy to go there. Um, it's easy for the human to go there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Huh? I thought you were going to say something else. Oh no, no, go ahead. Oh, I, th I, was... I think I was pretty much done anyways. <laughs> okay. All right. Cause I was like, oh shoot. Um, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> I'm... Oh, wait, no. Good timing. Good timing. Um, no, the only thing I was going to say was like, it's funny. It's a victim idea. But that, I, that was, I was just going to say that's, that's what it, and that's one of those heavier, denser energies. Yes. Um, that's just super trapped. It's a very, very trapping environment. It's a very, um, cause then you're, then you're looking for a savior. Yes. Yes, exactly. Oh, oh that was, I was going to say is like, cause what, what, what was being shown? Like I had to ask myself, well, what's being shown to you about your body. Right. Like, and I, I think part of it had to do with like, it is one, I thanked it today. I was like, thank you. Like, Oh, I you think, I thought you said you fainted. I was like, Julie, <laughs> anyway, I thanked you today. Okay. 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 Out there, um, yes. I, no, no, I thanked it. Beautiful. Uh, I said, gracias. Um, and so, you know, the other aspect of like, what am I seeing and learning from this? Because that's what you, you know, you were talking about, like the emotional and spiritual maturity of taking ownership of, um, well, how well am I treating myself? Well, how well taking care of myself. Yes, 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 yes. Do I need to make changes? Like, yes, that happened, but there's, there's, I'm not a victim of this situation. There is, there are things that I can do yeah. all outside of my comfort zone. Like it does mean to like, 
commit to the hard work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, a lot of the times people get stuck in, um, in like getting really mad at their body. Like, why are you doing this? Like, why, why, why are you doing this? <laughs> why are we always so sick? And, da, 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 and it, it really, we have to recognize that those are just the body's signals. That's how the body communicates with us. It's letting us know that, hey, something is up here. <laughs> something is up. This is the only way I know how to talk to you, for you to listen to me. <laughs> no. For us to get these IBS flare-ups. <laughs> or whatever it is, you know, the, the eczema rashes, the, the whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Sorry, I interrupted you a little bit there. <laughs> just like, oh, no, no. I would, that, that's it. I mean, and, you know, so that it's like that, this, this message is of like, you know, our body's talking to us or spirit is giving us a signal or, you know, there's, there's that, like you said earlier about coming out and looking at it from a, a larger perspective instead of like me in my body in the situation being like, oh my God, there's no way out versus like, okay, let me, pull let me pull back yeah. this and make some changes and make some decisions and stick to those yeah can, that's a whole other book if it gets uh, that's a whole, <laughs> we'll, we'll pick up that uh, on another podcast is another time who knows could be next month could be next year we don't know yet <laughs> no kidding <laughs> um this is so changing the did you have any closing thoughts because I had, a, I'm totally changing the subject at this moment, but not really changing the subject, but yes. No, I, I feel complete. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, one of the cards that I pulled out, and this is from the Wisdom of Oracle deck, um, I let Baron read. And the last card I pulled, I was like asked for like a collective card. This is so cool exchanging gifts the law of giving and receiving currency trade-offs weighing costs and determining value you're entering into a productive and enriching time when all manner of opportunities are being offered to you you have everything you need to seize them yet in order to honor them you must put in the time exchange your experience and skills and commit heart and soul to what you're choosing to pursue you can do it you have what it takes to be successful if you align the law of giving and receiving. You must engage in a dance of give and take, push and pull, doing and being. If you let fear guide your choices, you could deplete yourself or create an imbalance. This is not a time of just do, do, do. <laughs> your currency wisely and be mindful of the value others bring to your life. And I just think that ultimately, you know, that with this rebirth process it's just kind of giving us access and it has a kitty cat on it we were just talking about kitties oh meow meow like a ballerina but it's a fairy oh, it's cute. Oh. i love it it looks like my kitty just look at your kitty and it's the number 27 oh. which is mine in numerology and um I am so going to check out number nine. Hold on. Okay. I'm taking a bus. I have the Beatles. Oh, I hate that song. I know. All right. 
In numerology, nine is the number of wisdom and experience. As a final numeral, the number nine symbolizes awakening. <laughs> through life experiences and struggles. <laughs> okay. Uh, nine represents impressive mental and spiritual lessons. You've lived and learned. You're engaged with your living your life in a meaningful, conscious manner. Da -da -da. <laughs> da -da -da. Oh my goodness. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay, so now we 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 howled at the beginning. I'm wondering, should we should we leave it at that? Do we take it out with something else? <laughs> oh. I feel like um For some reason, buzzing like the bees. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> I mean, not for some reason, because we were literally, we were talking about them before we were recording, but <laughs> that's what came up. I love it. Okay, let's we're, do it. We're doing bee breath. <laughs> bee, bee, bee. <laughs> oh, I love it. magic mm. like i feel like i'm seeing like a bee i think i might have turned into a bee everybody <laughs> they'll do that to you <laughs> help i might <laughs> i might come back to you next month this <laughs> gold and or and black but <laughs> we'll be back <laughs> my gosh <sighs> um so everybody in podcast land we thank you so much for listening we love you thank you thank you joe and <laughs> thank you thank you thank you because we've lost our mind. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop recording. So